0: Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. Opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. I'm Steve Z. Let's get started. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, the 12th day of February 2021 and this is the Truth Hurts program with your host Steve Z. I'm not going to play my Friday jingle today. I am however going to turn over the program to our substitute teacher today who is going to be filling in for the kindergarten teacher that normally leads this class. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jax. Good morning, class. My name is Mr. Jax. Good morning, Mr. Jax! Mrs. Grayson, your normal teacher, is out with a bit of the bug, a flu of sorts. But I'd like to tell you a short story about a zoo and about some monkeys. You do like stories about zoos and monkeys, don't you, children? Yes! Yes. Well then, shall we begin with our story? Once upon a time there was a great big zoo it was a beautiful zoo with lots of food for all the animals clean and well maintained peaceful and profitable the monkeys ran the zoo and all of the other animals were there mainly sheeple and they were plentiful sometimes one zoo would get into a battle with another zoo but that did not happen when the great republican monkey was in charge not one single conflict with another zoo. There was this one Asian monkey at the Korean zoo, but our zoo kept him in check. This Republican head monkey did not start a single battle with any other zoo. This monkey was a good leader, although he did sometimes think he was a bird. Some of the sheeple at the zoo did not like it when the head Republican monkey would imitate a bird because they said, we don't like it when the head Republican monkey tweeted. It made them very angry. But that was really the only thing that this great Republican monkey did that was not a 100% good thing for all the sheeple at the zoo. Sometimes at the zoo there would be another group of monkeys who became jealous because they remember how bad things were when they ran the zoo, and they were quite envious of how well the zoo was being run with the great Republican monkey sitting in the big monkey chair on the big monkey hill. They despised the great Republican monkey because he lowered the cost of their medicines, he lowered the cost of their fuel, he lowered the cost of their utilities, and he lowered the cost of their food. And the Democrat monkeys were jealous because the Republican monkey indeed made the zoo great again. There were no battles with other zoos. There was plenty enough food and jobs for all of the sheeple to go around, and they, the sheeple, did not have to depend on other zoos to provide things for them. This zoo was running properly, and the Democrat monkeys did not like that. No, they did not like that at all. One day, the Democrat monkeys decided to fling some feces at the Republican monkey. That's what monkeys do when they become angry. They throw their poop at the other monkey. Now a few pieces of poop did hit the great Republican monkey, but it didn't do any real harm. Here a turd, there a turd. But the Republican monkey kept on making the zoo great. The prices were low, every animal in the zoo had a job, and the cheaper health care and lower prices made living in the zoo quite pleasurable for all the sheeple. And that, boys and girls, made the Democrat monkeys angrier and angrier. So they decided that they would find a way to knock down the great Republican monkey out of his chair off the top of Monkey Hill Oh, they made up lies about him. They told the sheeple that he was evil. And then half of the sheeple in the zoo actually believed the lies. And they told the Democrat monkeys to get together and sling all of their feces at one time as hard as they could at the great Republican monkey. That would certainly knock him off the top of the mountain. And all the Democrat monkeys got together. And they pushed, and they squeezed, and they gathered all their crap together, all at one time. And, all together, they hurled all of their crap at the great Republican monkey. Did they knock him down from his chair at the top of Monkey Hill? They did not. They did not knock him down for three years, they tried. No amount of feces flinging would knock the great Republican monkey off of the big monkey chair at the top of Monkey Hill. When that effort did not work, the Democrat monkeys decided to get with the pigs and hatch a new plan. You might recall there was a great virus, and that virus crept around almost all of the zoos on the world. The Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019 was what they called it politically motivated division began in earnest on both sides of the zoo. Since there was a Republican monkey in office, it was up to the Democrat monkeys to start slinging their feces first. The Republican monkey tried to shut down travel from other zoos, especially the ones in China where the virus began, so that it would stop the virus from coming to this zoo. The Democrat monkeys, they did not like this. And they accused the Republican monkey of being a bigot, a racist, and a xenophobe. More turds were thrown, more feces was flung. The Democrat monkeys even went so far as to go on television to invite people from around the world to come to the zoo, including people with the virus from the China zoo. Inviting them to come to their Democrat monkey cages um, um, and cities And because the Democrat monkeys stopped the great Republican leader from taking action to keep monkeys from the other zoos from spreading the virus at his zoo, the virus came anyway. Now, the Republican monkey gathered all of his fellow Republican monkeys together to study the matter and to begin massive efforts to address the virus to keep the zoo safe. But the Democrat monkeys all complained that it was not enough. The Democrat monkeys all got together claiming that they had a plan to address the virus in the zoo. But not one monkey, mind you, had an actual plan. Not one. They claimed to have had a plan, but they did not want to reveal the plan unless they got to sit in the big monkey chair at the top of the monkey hill at the zoo. The Democrat monkeys were literally bribing the entire zoo with a lie. A lie that they had a plan. They bashed the Republican monkeys' plan every single day. They bashed it in the media. They bashed it at the corner grocery. They claimed that they, the Democrat monkeys, could do a much better job of running the zoo and that they had a plan. And if only the other zoo animals would all get together and vote for their lead Democrat monkey, he could then implement his plan. The sheeple in the zoo were not that smart. They simply should have said, Please, tell us your plan. And if you tell us your plan, and if your plan works, we will certainly make you the lead monkey. But instead, the Democrat monkey said, No, no, no. You must vote for me first, and then, and only then, shall I reveal the plan. The sheeple should have reacted by saying, No, we don't believe you. You have no plan. There was no plan. There is no plan. But the sheeple in the zoo allowed the Democrat monkey to climb to the top of Monkey Hill and sit in the big monkey chair. And when the sheeple in the zoo asked the new head Democrat monkey, please, please reveal your magical plan, the Democrat head monkey had no choice but to admit he actually had no plan whatsoever. He tried to use the plan from the Republican monkey and slap his Democrat label on the plan's box. But the plan was exactly the same. And now that the Republican monkey's plan was beginning to actually work to take hold, to make things happen, the Democrat monkey dared to claim it was his plan. We all know, boys and girls, it was not his plan. The sheeple at the zoo were beginning to get nervous because they started to realize that they had made a mistake in bringing in the new Democrat monkey, that he was actually a fraud, that he had no plan. And then, when the Democrat monkey stood high on Monkey Hill to explain why his so-called plan was not working, the only thing he could do was to tell the sheeple in the zoo that it was the old Republican monkey's fault for screwing up his plan and made up excuses for why things were not working out for the zoo. When the sheeple got upset, the new Democrat head monkey simply started doing what cowardly monkeys do. He slung one last piece of feces at the crowd. He told him it's not his fault, and then he went into hiding with the groundhog, and he hid in the monkey basement in his enclosure. Now the people at the zoo, being sheeple of course, they just stood there, feces falling on their fur, as they just stood there and accepted it. Now half the sheeple in the zoo blamed the old Republican monkey for the failure of the new Democrat monkey and they tried to have the old monkey kicked out of the zoo altogether saying they never want to see the head monkey again and they never want to give him a chance to make the zoo great again. The other half of the sheeple in the zoo said that the new Democrat monkey had lied to them when he said he had a plan. And that lie is what got the new Democrat monkey to be able to sit in the big chair at the top of Monkey Hill. For they remembered how good they had it and how good the zoo was being run when the old Republican monkey was in charge. Okay, children. Sounds like it's time for a nap. I'll let you know the rest of the story as soon as it unfolds. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Okay, story time's over. Now back to the real world. It is Friday, February 12th, 2021, and this is the Truth Hurts program with your festive magnanimous host, Steve Z. If this year were like any other year in my 57-plus years on the planet, it would have been a very, very busy time for me busy doing one of my favorite hobby-type activities that I usually do the final two weeks of Mardi Gras each and every year. I would be feverishly preparing for an extremely heavily booked schedule of activities over the next week and would have already been engaged in a feverish schedule of heavily booked activities over the past week. But this, my friends, is 2021. It is not like any other year. Now what is the flurry of activity of which I speak? That flurry my friends is Mardi Gras. In any given year except for one time way back during World War II and again last year in 2020 and now in 2021. So a total of three times in the history of history, Mardi Gras in the New Orleans area has been cancelled. Mardi Gras is New Orleans, Louisiana's Number one attraction for millions of visitors from around the globe each and every year. This weekend is what we call the Big Enchilada, the Big Kahuna. This is Mardi Gras Weekend. Today, February 12th. Tomorrow, Saturday, February 13th. Sunday, the 14th, which is also Valentine's Day. The 15th, which is Washington's birthday. And then it all leads up to the big, big day, Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras. That's what Fat Tuesday actually is translated to in French. Mardi Gras Day is February 16th this year, and the streets of New Orleans will be empty. Last night, in any normal year, there would have been two parades in New Orleans and at least one in the nearby suburb of Metairie over in Jefferson Parish filled with dazzling floats and marching bands and dance groups with loud thumping music, horses, revved-up dune buggies and motorcycles, classic car clubs, and other groups filing down the barricaded thoroughfares with police escorts. Tens of thousands of revelers would have lined both sides of the streets dressed in purple, green, and gold Mardi Gras attire, children in costumes, families gathered along the medians, or as we call them, the neutral grounds, staking out their own area of temporarily claimed land with which to celebrate the Mardi Gras festivities. Usually blankets or tarps with lawn chairs or even sofas and recliners are brought out days ahead of the Mardi Gras festivities, where families also drag out the barbecue pits, the seafood boiling pots. There would be dancing and singing and music playing, the aroma of fried chicken or barbecue or boiled seafood, along with people toting ice chests loaded with beer and soft drinks, or mixed drinks and daiquiris. Or, in colder parade years like this one would have been, hot tea, hot coffee, or hot cocoa. There would have been cotton candy and kettle corn, vendors selling hot dogs and corn dogs and hamburgers, and everyone would be dancing to the music from the live bands, or the dance crews, or the Mardi Gras floats. Each year, I, your magnanimous, festive, fun-loving host, would have the old F-250 decorated to the nines with all of the flashing strobe lights, and just shy of 10,000 watts of professional sound equipment, blaring Mardi Gras and dance music, from the high-mounted circular array of professional speakers which would rival many traveling rock bands. It is actually one of my favorite times of the year. In fact, when my kids were young, they would be sitting in the back of the truck or in the back seat, hanging out the sunroof, throwing Mardi Gras beads or trinkets or candy or stuffed animals along the parade route to those waiting to see the festivity known as Mardi Gras. My traveling music mecca would be following close behind either a choreographed all-female dance team, or accompanying local Corvette clubs or the vintage Volkswagen club. Sometimes I even would provide music for bands like Good Charlotte or the Beastie Boys when they were appointed Grand Marshal of a Mardi Gras parade. By now, I would have already been a veteran of at least seven Mardi Gras parades and would be getting ready for the following five non-stop days of partying. I would have already spent weeks and a few hundred bucks getting ready for my rolling light and sound mecca to provide the highest quality sound system possible. I would have spent days tweaking and tuning amplifiers and equalizers and all the other high-tech equipment so that anyone and everyone within at least a three block radius could hear the tunes blaring from the giant speaker array mounted high atop the old F 250. I'd be playing music at a very minimal cost to those groups, just enough to cover my fuel and maybe a box of chicken. Oftentimes, I would do it for no charge at all for charity organizations and nonprofits and local private schools. Why? Because I love it. And unless you're from this area or have lived in this area for many, many, many years, you just cannot appreciate just how immersed, how totally involved people get in the festivity, the tradition, the frivolity known as Mardi Gras. This weekend combination in any other year would have been awesome, except for some cold weather. Some years, the Mardi Gras calendar meshes perfectly with the normal calendar to provide, as it does this year, a combination of Mardi Gras, a federal holiday in George Washington's birthday, and Valentine's Day. This, along with Mardi Gras, would have made this weekend a very, very successful carnival season for New Orleans. Not this year. On a normal year... Local bars and restaurants report that almost one-third of their entire year's revenues are made during the seven days leading up to and including Mardi Gras Day. One-third of their entire yearly income is earned in a span of time just over one week. And this year, we throw in a federal holiday and Valentine's Day This would have, in a normal year, been a boon to local businesses, to the local economy, and to the local coffers of those taxing agencies known as your local governments. That is in a normal year. This is not a normal year. Certainly nowhere near normal. This year, in fact, the entire nation is continuing to be lied to. This year, the entire nation is continuing to be fooled, tricked, hornswoggled. This year, my friends, the mayor of New Orleans, La Toilette Cantrell, or La Toya the Destroyer, as she's called locally, has decided to completely close down the city of New Orleans and has canceled Mardi Gras in its entirety. You heard me. Not one parade was given a permit. Not one Mardi Gras ball was allowed to be held. Not one concert. Every single bar closed. If you sell alcohol as your business model, you have no business model this year. As of last night at 11 p.m., LaToya the Destroyer ordered every bar in the city to be closed And then she utilized police resources to make sure the bars were closed. Don't worry about rapes. Don't worry about murders. Don't worry about carjackings. Don't worry about assault. Don't worry about robberies. Don't worry about burglaries. Don't worry about drug deals. Make damn sure the bars are closed so that people can't consume alcohol. I thought alcohol killed the coronavirus. If any bar dares to open in the city of New Orleans, LaToya the Destroyer has threatened to cancel their liquor licenses permanently. But not only the bars. She closed down every public park. All of the medians where the parades would normally pass are under Gestapo-style scrutiny. And you don't dare get caught having a party with anyone who doesn't normally live in your home. She has shut the city down completely. From 11 p.m. last evening on Thursday, the 11th of February, all the way through midnight on the 16th, which is Fat Tuesday. Now, if you are of the Catholic faith, Mardi Gras is Tuesday, the 16th, and at midnight begins the Catholic season of Lent, of fasting, of abstinence, of doing without. Normally... Right on the morning after Mardi Gras, Ash Wednesday morning, Catholics flock to their local churches to receive a visible sign of their devotion to abstinence in preparation for the Easter season. The sign of the cross is usually placed on the forehead of a devout Catholic who goes to church on Ash Wednesday morning. This visible manifestation is made from the ashes of the Palm fronds that are burned from the previous year's Palm Sunday services. Okay, enough about that. Now, I told you all of that to tell you this. I want you for a moment to stop and I want to ask you about something. Whatever business you are in, whatever company you work for or own or operate, whatever your chosen field, your vocation, your occupation, your job, how would you feel tomorrow If the mayor of your city came to you and ordered you to give up one-third of your yearly income, simply flush 33% of your annual earnings down the toilet, close down your business during the busiest time of the year. Imagine if you were a Christmas tree vendor, and every year you spend two weeks in the Northwest cutting down trees and bundling them and wrapping them and putting them on your 18-wheeler, packing up your tent, packing up your little RV that you're going to live in, and then you travel for three days to some southern city. And then you spend days staking out your Christmas tree lot, smoothing out the gravel, driving the tent stakes, setting up your flocking operation, displaying your trees, and selling your Christmas trees. And you have about one month from Thanksgiving through the week before Christmas to sell your trees and earn for you what is likely the bulk of your income for the entire year. Because remember, the rest of the year, you're back home growing trees, tending to trees, watering and fertilizing trees. And then imagine if the mayor of the city in which you decided to sell your trees came to you and said, "eh." No three sale for you. And then, you're basically out of business. The mayor of New Orleans has told you to close your bar during the busiest time of the year. Imagine if you sold firecrackers, the fireworks stand. Twice a year, you have the opportunity to earn your year's salary. And then... The mayor comes to you and says, uh-uh. we ain't going to let you sell your fireworks because of the COVID. It's going to get in the smoke and it's going to waft across the yard and it's going to get in somebody's nose and give somebody the COVID. So you can't make your living there either. In New Orleans this year, the mayor has not only shut down the bars, she has shut down many restaurants as well. She shut down all of those venues that hold wedding receptions, graduations, anniversary parties, and Mardi Gras balls. She has made it damn near illegal, damn near a felony, for you to sing in a restaurant or at church, all because of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus. This woman had the audacity to go on the camera on all of the local television stations and in front of the microphone for all of the local radio stations and tell the people of New Orleans, your tradition does not matter to me. I am closing it all down again. And if anybody dare to open up or violate my ordinance, I'm going to have the chief of police come up after you. And she drags her group of usual suspects, the chief of police, the fire chief, her medical director, and a few other so-called experts up to the podium. She used to drag her homeland security manager there, but he crashed a city-owned vehicle while drunk off his ass, and he's on current suspension. And She drags her cohorts up there, and she removes her ill-fitting mask that always seems to be just below her nose for some reason. And she looks at the camera and smiles through those beady little eyes over an ill-fitting COVID mask. And she says, It's for the well-being of the churn and the residents of the city. It's for your safety. Ever since the city of New Orleans found a way to run off all of the major oil and natural gas producing corporations who used to have their corporate and world headquarters right in downtown New Orleans. Ever since Democrats managed to run all of those businesses out of the city of New Orleans back in the 1970s, tourism has been the major economic driver for the city of New Orleans. And now, Mayor LaToya the Destroyer, La Toilette Cantrell has managed to shut down the largest tourist draw, the largest economic driver of the city. Happy Mardi Gras! My speakers remain in the warehouse, covered and silent. And that's going to wrap up this edition of the Truth Hurts program for your Friday, February the 12th, 2021. I hope you all go out and make it a great weekend. Might be a little scarce on the programs over the course of the next few days, but we'll see. Go out there and make it a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Truth Hurts with Steve Z. We look forward to our next visit. Opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music credits to Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was produced at Studio 63, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. We'll see you next time.